Here's the question. How do you make the impossible possible? Simple. Remove the I am, the ego. Now, how do you step into that newfound possibility? With a series of small intentional steps. Never forget, the greatest among us started from humble beginnings. But to truly unlock your potential, realize you're here for something greater. If you're yearning for more than just a good life, let's take that small step together to reach greatness. Welcome to the Greatness from Small Beginnings podcast, where we're talking to those who have gone from mediocrity to motivated, overlooked to overachieving, forgettable to unforgettable. Are you ready? Let's go. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is the Christmas episode. I have sitting next to me my favorite person in the whole world. Oh, it chokes me up even to say that. I just love the idea of her sitting with me. It's so good. So we're going to talk about Christmas. We're going to talk about why it's important and why it matters, but mostly from her perspective. So we'll start out with that question. Why do you love Christmas? So much. I guess everybody says, you, you just love Christmas. Why do you love it so much? You know, I've pondered that question, and it's mostly my parents made Christmas magical. Hmm. And there's, we need Kleenex. <laughs> uh, um, my parents made it magical, even though we had no money. And it wasn't just about the gifts. It was about it was about meaning. Hmm. That this is a time of year when we can freely express what's in our hearts of what's important to us. Mm-hmm. And that is the birth of Christ. And it's our families. And it's all those things that we value that um this time of year, we're free to express, and there's no judgment from people. At least far less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but do we really care that much? Uh, not that much. <laughs> no. But but because it was magical, I wanted somehow to continue that magic with our kids. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. I think you succeeded. Our kids <laughs> really love, for the most part, really love Christmas. <laughs> they do. So what are what are some things you do now to keep that that magic, that light shining for you personally because it's an overflow. What do you what do you do? I mean, I know I can answer that question. <laughs> I call you the crazy Christmas lady. So there are things you do. So from your perspective, what do you do to keep that magic for those around you? Whether you know them or not. Um there's actually a lot. Probably it started with um, not having money to spend freely, um, it was really important to have a Christmas sweater, and you actually started that tradition. So I had told you one year that I wanted a Christmas sweater to wear on Christmas morning, and you bought me one, and I still have it, and I still wear it. Um, but ever since then, every year I get a new Christmas sweater, so I have quite a few, considering we've been married 41 years. Yeah, so there's a lot of 
so many that they get put away with the yeah. Christmas stuff, kind of, right? Yes. Because they're have, just too many. I have yeah. four bins of Christmas clothes yeah. that goes packed away and comes out at, just before Thanksgiving. Yeah. So that was that was one of the things. And so because of that, all of our kids know that I wear Christmas sweaters from the week of Thanksgiving all the way till after Christmas before New Year's yeah. Eve. Yeah. And so that is that's probably the biggest thing. And then and then you've added earrings and jewelry and various fun things in that manner. But um also the magic of as a kid, you always looked forward to the stockings. Now, when we were growing up, we just had um, those net stockings that that you bought from a store that had some fruit and some nuts. and You can kind of see through the front of it yes, a little bit. Okay. Yes, Okay. And those are the kind of things that we got because that's what you could get at some of the places that could help you financially mm-hmm. for stockings for your kids because I come from a family of eight, and my dad was a contractor who provided for us but the extra was always a little bit harder mm-hmm. yeah especially um, get into 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 winter. winter yeah it was harder and um so stockings and i hated it was really um i i want to say disappointing but not it was the reality that i was an adult when we got married and there was no stockings yeah <laughs> it's like i'm still a kid Still yeah. want my stocking. Still someone's kid. Yeah, that's right. So they need we need to be treated as a kid, right? Yes. So to this day, we all still have stockings, and everyone. In fact, I counted, and there was 33, 33 stockings hanging at our house. So yeah. all the grandkids have stockings along with us, and spouses. Everybody has a stocking hanging in the living room, and in fact, I, I love, the family text that just came through because I had just yeah. finished some new baby stockings and sent the picture of the boy wall and the girl wall because we have two grandsons and and 15 granddaughters. And so the room's a little lopsided. <laughs> so, um, but I think it was Hannah, our daughter, who said mom's favorite things together of her grandkids and Christmas. And that I really appreciated that comment because it's very true. It is true. Um but Christmas, see, I'm going to need Kleenex again. Christmas isn't always, hasn't always been the easiest. Mm-hmm. You being a contractor, there were many, many hard years that we um, had to be done with Christmas at. I had to be done Christmas shopping by Halloween or we wouldn't have anything. Yep. So there were a few incidentals that mm-hmm. we would get from November to December. But before that, everything was everything was purchased and done so that I... Had no worries. Took a lot of forethought. Yes. Yeah. And, it, and it was a lot of self-control because you had to look over all those things that the kids were like, oh, I want this, I want this, because everybody puts out all the really cool things from October to November so that it makes all the kids want these things, and our kids just didn't ever really get those kind of things because they were they were past that drop-dead date of Christmas shopping. Yeah, and yet they're still magic. Yes. Like they, I I hesitate to say that they've they've never really felt like they got gypped. I don't think so. So I'm I'm proud of that. Especially yeah. because I mean obviously you did most of that, honestly. I just <laughs> tried my best, but you made it magical. And then some of the other things we do, um, 
is that I've always tried to figure out that balance of what you do with, as far as gifts. Mm -hmm. How do you limit? How do you discipline? What choices do you make? Um, and early on in our marriage, someone said, well, Jesus got three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so something they need. Whatever those are. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. still don't know. So um, it was translated in something they needed, something they wanted, and something they loved. And so that was how I always based the gifts for our kids. Now, sometimes I cheated and put five things in one box because I really liked them or got a great deal. But for the most part, um, I tried to do a three-gift thing per kid. I never even knew that. <laughs> or you probably said it ten times, but I... You just helped her up. I, yeah, I just I just <laughs> missed it, of course. But, yeah, well, that is... <laughs> I love that concept. <laughs> Needed... Something they need, something they want, Wanted something they need. Something they loved. Okay. Yep. All right. Because want I, and love are different. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And I couldn't always quantify it. And if I couldn't quantify it in one of those things, it wasn't purchased. Okay. So let me kind of, I don't think it'll aggravate you, but the, the, the people need to know. The Christmas sweaters is not it. Right? What else no. do you do? The, like the... <laughs> People look at you like you go out in public in yeah. December and people are like, I wish I had her like courage. You know, I hear that. We hear this, right? Hey, see, now you're going to really draw the tear part. Um, well, tell me first what you like. I, what? I wear mismatched boots. I, I wear one green shoe and one red shoe all month long. Mm -hmm. um, and that actually is attributed to my mom. Yeah. And, and let me take a break so you can catch the tears. All right that we're always looking for, always, everywhere we look, we walk through a shoe aisle, walk through a store, we're always looking for red and green mm -hmm. because wouldn't it be nice to have a variety Yes. of the same shoe but different colors? And it's not as easy as people think. No. And so we're always looking. You know, Correct. That came from where? Now you can cry. <laughs> um, both of my parents passed away in the month of December. And at two or three in the morning in um, ICU, waiting to find out if my mom was going to make it or not. Yeah. Because we spent almost a whole month in the waiting room of ICU. Yeah, basically camping in the hospital. Yes. Because she was so sick. Um, it's funny. It's funny. My sisters and I were together, and and I had lent a pair of shoes to one of my sisters, and at 2 or 3 in the morning, it's, you have no more filters, you have no more anything. <laughs> and when you twitch, switch shoes, it just becomes very funny. Mm -hmm. And so these shoes are a tribute to the good memories of the magic of Christmas. Yeah. The family. The, yes. The, the memories your, there. Your... The fun times that were there. And felt one of my favorite Christmas memories, um, What before my mom passed away was, I think it was a day before she went back into ICU, mm -hmm. we took her to, um, it was Kmart at the time. Mm -hmm. And she had one of those uh, carts. Uh, She's riding yes, on. Yeah, okay. the ride-on cart. Yeah. 
that someone didn't put any uh, limiter thing on there. <laughs> and she hit go and she she went <laughs> right into some racks. And hilarious. And to try and to try and regulate the speed was almost impossible, but it was a pretty funny day trip of taking my mom shopping in a in a really hard time because we knew how sick she was. Yeah. But she really wanted to go shopping yeah. with us. And she was always a good sport and she, she loved adventure. She did. So she didn't care if she ran into the rack. She probably liked it. No. And it and yeah. it, those are the good memories. Those are the fun memories. It, and it made it it made it memorable. It made it a happy memory mm-hmm. to to laugh about those times because I don't think about, oh, that was the last time we went shopping or things like that. But it was mm-hmm. it was a happy time. Um, to remember Christmas and the fun times and shopping, because that's what we, that's what girls do with their moms—they go shopping, and yeah. and that was a that was a really great memory. And so, so yes, I have my mismatched boots, I have my Christmas sweaters, my Christmas jewelry, and my stockings, and we happen to have eleven trees in our house that just, are all just decorated, so happens that are all decorated, yeah. and they all have different purposes. The the one in our bedroom um, actually has baubles that I got from my mom from our house growing up. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of memories looking at some of those baubles of remembering as a little girl the things that the things that were around in the environment that you just ponder upon. And the things that even as adult, I go back to that moment of, oh, I remember looking at that and my dad did X, Y, Z, but just... It's it's being able to go back and look at the positive memories of Christmas, mm-hmm. and um, because Christmas is hard, and the, in fact, um, Hannah, our daughter, at one point, probably a few years ago, said, "Mom, why do you love to dress so ridiculous and look absolutely insane?" And I looked at her. I said, "You know, Christmas is hard enough for people." Because of sicknesses, because of family issues. The things that connect to yes. it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Just yeah. everyday life is hard, and then you add the pressure of holidays. I said, if I can bring a smile to one person by how ridiculous I look, I've done my job. Because Christmas is about the joy of Christ and remembering the birth of Christ. And sometimes you have to be able to step outside of the hardships of everyday stuff in order to really remember what the season's about. Hmm. So that all brings me to the challenge of, of parenting and keeping the focus on the reason for the season, right? So you've always been a, my champion at, at that the whole year. Like we'd get in the the giant car, you know, seven kids. And so we had to have the biggest car always um, or a 15-passenger van because we wanted the friends to be able to go. We'd get in the van and, you know, we always lived at least 20 minutes, 22 minutes from church, right? And we went there two or three times a week and other things. You've always been very intentional about bringing up things like, man, I just wanted some peace and quiet just to drive <laughs> to the thing and whatever. But within a minute or two after everybody settled, 
that sometimes took more than a minute or two, then you would start asking questions. And not every time. Sometimes it would just be a conversation between you and you and I. But you've always been very intentional about bringing up the thing, the relevant thing of the day. So give some advice for those parents out there that feel like Christmas is crazy and their kids are acting spoiled and they want this and they want that. And how do we, how do we rein that back in? Compared to the what we just talked about, which is the good memories, the reason for the season, we want them to get down the line 20 years and, and think positively about it, but really more about the Savior, the birth of Christ. Hmm. So, so what, what would you say to these people? I know some of these people are going to have kids, and they're like, Christmas, and I just can't wait for it to be over. There is no preparation in this, so this is actually thinking. Yeah, of course. Um, I think part of it is going back to that everything is a gift mm. and um, not Christmas time. I remember very clearly um, when we needed to upsize from our Suburban to the 15-passenger van, and when we when we purchased that, what we told the kids was, look at the gift God gave us. Mm-hmm. It was a it was a present to us that God gave us so that we could take our kids and friends where we needed to go. And I think it, that's probably one of the biggest things is is that it's it's a privilege to get a gift that God cared for us enough that He wants us to enjoy life, not just enjoy him, because we could be in heaven and do that, but he wants us to enjoy life. Hmm. And part of enjoying life it is the gifts and the celebrations and the lights and all the stuff that comes with Christmas that he came he came as the most precious gift to hmm. do that. Wow. And and so that's that's why even this year it's been very important for you and I to go see Christmas lights because last year we didn't do that or the year before because life just got busy and we were very intentional this year and seeing Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. And part of that's because that's one of the magic things that my dad in particular loved to take us to see lights. And so seeing Christmas lights is a reminder that the father always gives good gifts. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, then you can go farther with the gifts thing of, you know, why? Why would he give us a gift? Why do I give you a gift? Why do you want to give your friends a gift? Because you care for them, because you love them. You know, and God cared enough for us that he He loved us enough not just to give us a gift, something that's perishable, but something that is eternal of life in Christ. Hmm. And, the ultimate gift. Yes. Yeah. And it came in this season. Hmm. So share with the audience a couple of uh, a couple of memories from your childhood. I mean, you've generalized so far. Of Christmas? Yeah, yeah, and Christmas, 
And for instance, uh, a question on uh, in something in the company this morning, sales huddle, we do it on Zoom. This morning, the question was just one, what's one thing you like about Christmas? A good memory. And it could be something simple. So first thing I thought of was taking you to see Christmas lights because I like watching you see them. Mm-hmm. That makes me appreciate them more. I could take them or leave them. I like seeing them, but I don't love seeing them. And you do. And it reminds me of the, that it just livens up that little girl in you, you know, that mm-hmm. that innocent little girl that has visions of life, that uh, living life to the full, and that it's going to get better. It's going to be better and get better because there's a promise comes with all this or something. I don't know, but I love seeing you see lights. So what other kinds of things like that? Well, one of our traditions that you are so gracious with me is um, as a little girl, when we opened presents, it was a madhouse because there were eight of us. And there wasn't, at least being the youngest girl, I didn't know of any order. But when our parents said, go for it, paper flew mm-hmm. <laughs> and everybody just opened their presents and it was just, it was a sea of paper across the living room mm-hmm. that, that as a kid, you could just get lost in it. I mean, you were lucky to see above it and who knows how much that really was, but in our living room, it was a ton. Mm-hmm. And so to this day, when we open presents at Christmas, no one's allowed to clean up until after we're fully done opening presents and we've played in the paper. Yeah. For a bit, and there's always a game of hiding someone in there. Make the mess worse. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Lose some of the pieces to presents and yeah. all that stuff. But that's one of them. As a little girl, that that's one of the things that takes me back to those childhood memories and mm. just soaking in not just not just the gift, but the fullness of the gifts. That that it's not mm. just about the end result of what's inside, but it's the whole event. Um, and so that's one. Seeing Christmas lights is another. Obviously, my boots and my Christmas sweaters and our stockings and our trees. And I just, and um, my nativities. Yeah. Well, how many <laughs> do you have? About 110. Okay. Um, oh, just 110. Yeah. That I can count. That's not counting ornaments. That's not that counting the. The nativity ornaments, yes. There's dozens, at least a couple dozen of those probably. But there's there's meaning behind those to see, to see because we've collected them in our travels and across countries, across states and cultures, and it's very interesting to look at, um, to realize not just to look at, but to realize that our perspective of the birth of Christ is not the only one. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And that there are different there are different aspects of it that come into play with every every culture mm-hmm. and which animals are there and which animals are not. And some nativities have chickens, some have donkeys, some have lions, some yeah, that's true. they're all different. <laughs> that's true. So, the African ones are have been a yeah. little odd. Like, well, why would you have those? Well, it was born in Africa. You probably have these, right? Yeah. So it's it's interesting to see 
to get somehow get just a touch fuller or more full picture of what the birth of Christ was and to mm. to be able to step outside of my own head and realize it's not this pretty little clean sterile room that Christ was born in because someone cleaned all the animal stuff up before he came mm. because that's not what it was that's probably not what it was and no and those those nativities help me see that that there's different perspectives and there's there's a more full picture and and also helps me to understand different people in talking to them about about Christ and talking to them about um about the nativity story mm-hmm. and where Mary came from and the things that happened and um so is there anything I left out? The only thing that I'd like to hear more about is is anything in your mind that you've you've done intentionally to make it to make Christmas more um, more important, more uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, more magical, I guess mm-hmm. is a good word to those around you. Uh, in particular, our kids. Uh, now we have in-laws, you know, and and uh, what things have you done intentionally that you think you, that now we can kind of pass on and say, okay, now I've taught you how, you know, mm-hmm. how to keep it magical. Now you go build your own magic. What kinds of things would you tell a listener that this is this is what we want to remember to get across? Sometimes I don't think it's what it is. I think traditions, whatever they may be, when you think about a holiday, there are things that come to mind. You know, when you think about Easter, there are certain things that happen then, or even Valentine's Day or right. any holiday, there's certain traditions that are in play. And I think that's that's part of it. I mean, for us, one of our traditions is Christmas morning. We have a Christmas ring, mm-hmm. which is like a monkey bread, but it's yummy. Yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I always eat way too much. <laughs> and an egg, kind of a souffle kind of thing, but that's breakfast. And we always sing happy birthday to Jesus. Mm-hmm. We, we don't start the day without singing happy birthday to Jesus which is very unique in our family because happy birthday song yeah it's probably, traditionally yeah. is it's not what anyone wants to the hear only time of year when it's done respectfully yes yes <laughs> yes every other time birthday is sung the the best way the normal way is just the absolute the callaway yeah. is absolutely bedlam crazy everybody's on their own rhythm tone and the worse the better Yes. But that is one time of the year where we sing it with respect because of the recipient. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a good tradition. Yes. I it's not like I didn't know that, but it's like I didn't put those two together until just now. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only time we do this. Yeah. And we tried it with great grandma, but it didn't work. Yeah, we tried yes. What was she was she a hundred? She was a she was a hundred and two. She was a hundred and two and we tried to sing respectfully. And she stopped us when it was dead and said, that's not the way you do that. Yeah. She wanted it done like she was one of the gang. Yeah. 
So we had to redo it. And saying it's off key. Yeah. It's yeah. total chaos. We but wanted the chaos because that was our tradition. Yes. Yeah. But there's there's that. And then there's the traditional meals, which we talked about. Yeah. Because one of our kids was talking about you have the same meal a month apart. But part of that's because all year long you only have turkey. We only have turkey twice a year. Yeah. Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we happen to enjoy it. And then there's the things that go with it. So just the traditional meal. And I am, because of who I am, I am deep into tradition and what makes things that way. Mm-hmm. Our kids are not all that way. <laughs> not all that way. No, <laughs> but no. they do. It has been instilled in them in many ways that um, even though they are not naturally full of the tradition they miss it when it's not there they know that there's something missing if the, if there's not a tradition that's in there and yeah you know so we do stockings for everyone you and i watch white christmas um christmas eve night as we're wrapping presents we don't wrap presents until christmas eve night which is a bad habit. Yeah, it's just get, what happens. We need to get that one fixed. There's too many. <laughs> but we watch White Christmas and and um, sometime in the season, usually. Uh, oh, what's the other movie? Mm. I'll come up with it in a minute. You know, it's what I'm talking about with. Uh, uh, Not Home Alone. No, well, we watch that one too, <laughs> just because it's hilarious. Now we can watch it with our grandkids. But uh, it's a wonderful life. Oh, yeah. Yes. We typically at some point watch that. Right? Yes. Man, the 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 story is just amazing. Yeah. You know about about what's actually important in life. Yeah. But there's the the more about Christmas, the better, because I can I can sink into it and remove myself from the worries of the world. And just appreciate mm. the season of the holiday. And that has to be intentional because it's really hard. It's hard to do life constantly and not have something that takes you away to just stop and smile and enjoy. Yeah. And that's one thing I that's one thing I appreciate appreciate about the holiday season is because it's it's okay to stop and essentially smell the roses and just go. Yeah. You know, look at look at what effort they put in that. And let me tell you, as a little kid, you see the world differently than as an adult. All these people with all these perfectly lit houses, it's work. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow it magically happened. And as an adult, yep. you know, as a kid, there's not enough appreciation for your parents. And not that any of your parents do it for that reason. But man, as an adult looking back going, oh, if I could be a kid again and just appreciate the things that my parents really did mm-hmm. to make it magical, to make sure that that we felt loved and that we got a gift, no matter how big or how small or mm-hmm. um, any of those things. It's it's nice to step back and, and as an adult really appreciate the gift in whatever your upbringing is. You know, whether you were a single parent or mm-hmm. both parents or wherever you were raised, whether your grandparents raised you, but there's something special they've done 
to instill in you something special, and we overlook that. Yeah, our stories are an important part of who we are. Yes. Yes, and the Christmas story in each of us is the same. So one thing I've appreciated about you this year, even though there's tons of traditions, you kind of like having things the same or similar, or there's an expectation mm -hmm. around it. This year, kind of because we went and looked at lights and we did a lot of the things early on, it was okay not to decorate the yard as much. You know, we got a few things, you know, put up the, the inflatable dump truck and the other things that we have, a few on the house. But I appreciate that. So where does that come from? Like the traditions are important, but then there's all this flexibility too, which is which is amazing. What would you tell people is how you how you get there? So you can spend your life worrying and filling your list with to-dos, mm. or you can pause to have your list be the to-dones because it just is, there's just too much. I mean, the point of what I have outside, yes, I miss all my big bubbles, yeah. but it's not, it's not life and death. Because what was important to me was to have my nativity up outside, to have a few lights, to have our Jesus lights. Mm -hmm. That's another tradition we have is, our, is most people who drive by our house or have been in the area for years know there's the Jesus house. And we didn't know that for a long time. But on the side of our shop that faces the street because we're a ways down from the road, it just says Jesus. So out in the country in the dark, in the middle of the night, one of my favorite things this time of year is if someone's coming to our house at dark, I will give them directions to a certain point, and then I say, and just look for Jesus, and you'll find us. Look for <laughs> Jesus, then you know you're there. Yeah, yeah or well, however you want to say yes. that. That's because, because Jesus is in lights 12, 15 feet high and 40 feet across. Yes. And the road is 1,200 feet away. And it's easy to see. If it's not too foggy, then it's easy to see from the road. Yes. And we, it was years before we heard anybody say, you're the, you're the Jesus house. Like, and we went, yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> that, and it was uh, like a high school friend of one of our kids, right? Yes. That was really gratifying. But I've appreciated that you've let things go. And I just was curious what your answer would be. And I appreciate that answer that you can either have a list of to-dos that demand all those things, or you can enjoy what has been done. And if it's enough, and maybe it's enough. And yet we've spent time out with family, with friends. We've gone to dinner. We've done some things with people this year a little different than we've done in the past. And yet we've had less decorations. So... Outside. Yeah, outside. Not less inside. <laughs> Not inside. No. There's high expectations for the inside, for sure. Yes. 11 trees and, you know, whatever. 110 nativities. And I had to put up shelves. Did I put up any last year? I, the year before last, I had to put shelves up. By the fireplace. Yes. This year, I had to put shelves up just because now there's little hands 
in our house that are just going to get, they're just going to break. Right. So, well, I had to put up different shelves. And that's something that, that is something that I work on being intentional too, because I want our grandkids to not just see the nativity and think that it's hands off. That Jesus is not something that is real, that you is tangible. So even though I have all these nativities, the ones that are fragile, or I don't want them to touch, are up high. But the ones there are probably, well, I probably have 20 sets that are kids' sets that are around the house. So they can play with nativities, and mm-hmm. they can act out the nativity story all over the house. And that, that I have a picture of a Jesus party because one year one of them gathered all the Jesuses from all the different nativities and they had them in one spot and told me they were having a Jesus party. <laughs> Love that. Wasn't that last year or the year before? I think it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. So fun. But, but they left just, it there for a little while. Yes, but to see them enjoy the nativity story to talk about it and say, why is this? Or why does this yeah. one have this person and that one doesn't? And and so... It was funny, last week, after some of the kids had been there, both of us did the same thing. They had taken one of the nativities on a low shelf and put it on the floor and set it up. Mm-hmm. And then they left with their parents. Yeah. But we both left it there. Mm-hmm. Like, we both just stepped over it because it was so cute. Like, yeah. We're just going to leave it. If they come back, it'll still be there. Eventually, you you came by and you put it back where it belonged. But no, it's part of it. Yes. We want to see the joy of that. And then it's they're not it's not a sterile thing. Yes, because we want it to be in their lives that the nativity is part of who they are and they fully understand it and ask questions and and know that Jesus is tangible, that he's not hands-off, but that he oh. is hands-on. Good. So. The question I love asking that probably finishes up is if you were to crawl through this microphone and down this cord and be in the car with somebody that's listening to this, walking, somebody walking with their ear, earbuds in or sitting in their living room, maybe watching it on YouTube on Christmas morning, I mean, wouldn't that be great? What would be the main thing? You have 30 seconds to a minute to tell them something. This is the Christmas episode. And we can we can put a bow on it and we can give it to them as a gift. What would you say in 30 seconds to a minute that says, this for me sums it up and this is what you need to know? I think it's really going back to the essence of gift. Hmm. Of why... What makes you want to give a gift to someone? Enjoy them. I want them to feel better. I want them to understand, perhaps, that I that I love them or I care exactly. about them. I... Exactly. And that's what Christmas is about, is that, that God wanted us to understand that he cares and deeply loves each one of us. And he didn't want it in a way that could be easily excused. And yet he didn't want it to be with lights and and all the hoopla 
of Hollywood movies. But he wanted the significance of knowing that it's a special, unique gift for each one of us. As I, you know, I, I go back to even when I talk about my kids, and I'll cry again, um, is that I've always told my kids that each, that our kids, not just mine, <laughs> that, that they are hand-picked gifts from God. And I want to share you with everyone. That's why I don't have my necklace on today because it gets caught in this. But my necklace with my kids on still to this day, and our oldest is almost 40. Mm -hmm. But they are all uniquely God's gift to us. And that's what Christ was, a gift to the world. And he wants us to know that. So I'll finish up by saying... This is the, the greatness from Small Beginnings podcast. Small Beginnings kind of, that is, that is our story, right? <laughs> it is. Now, is it grander and bigger? In some ways, yes. In some ways, not. But as I've listened to you talk, especially how you sum that up right there, the thing I appreciate that about that is that, and I've said this on this podcast so many times, and we'll continue to say it, that God created us for something great. He didn't put us on this earth to be average. He didn't put our kids in our family for us to be average and for them to be average. He put them in the perfect family with these unique things that can make all of us great mm -hmm. for each other and the kingdom work, uh, kingdom of God, you know, at, and we're supposed to go be great. Having said that, thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll just sum it all up by saying thank you, Jesus, for coming and being born. And that is an amazing gift. And now it's all our job to go be great. Mm -hmm.